The Breakdown Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies telling you what you need to know regarding politics breaking it down politics and welcome to another episode of politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies your Merc do your thing Sorry about that. You know, I know that was kind of a. I'm getting ready to start. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the groove, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't talk to HVAC. So <laughs> I have to get up and turn off real quick. You think I remember two seconds before we start recording? But I, I got to tell you, there's so much stuff going on. It's hard to figure out where to actually begin. So I'm gonna throw a quick blurb out there for something that just happened, maybe like half an hour ago. I got on my newsfeed. Uh, the FBI raided the offices of uh, Michael Cohen, who, of course, is Donald Trump's lawyer and uh, the one who uh, made that payment to Stormy Daniels. (laughs) So uh, they raided his offices. They took documents, and Donald Trump is already going crazy about it on Twitter. You know, I'm pretty sure his his fans are probably trying to start a civil war. But Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. What's the purpose of the FBI doing this? Well, here's the thing. If uh, you figure it's not about Trump actually having sex with a prostitute, no one cares about that. Because no one cares when Clinton did it, when he was having sex with you know, extramarital affairs. It's the fact that uh, it's the payoff that's the problem. Because the payoff may have, may have broken the campaign finance laws. Because now they got to try and find out if Michael Cohen really came up with that money. So supposedly he put his house up and paid the money to Donald Trump you know, to Stormy Daniels. Now what lawyer does that? Exactly. <laughs> your client's a billionaire. You're going to put up your house to make a payment for him to pay hush money to a, a porn star. You know, and it's not like Donald Trump is going to get impeached over the affair. He's, but that payment is the the big thing. So they're, uh, you know, they want. They, I guess, I guess they may have gotten word that he's going to destroy some documents, kind of like the whole thing with Paul Manafort, and they just went in and, you know, they raided the office. You think that that lawyer actually kept a paper trail of that BS? Donald Trump's people are not that bright, so, you know, and, and here here's the thing. I mean. If they got caught uh, destroying evidence, that could be almost as bad as having the actual evidence. So we'll see what happens, but we'll see what comes of it. Like I said, I just found this out like 20 minutes ago. It showed up on my news feed, so we'll but see. You, but you said that it was, like, it was a lawyer who put up his own house to pay off this prostitute? Yeah. And well, then, one, and we're not going to call Stormy a prostitute. Like, she is yeah, a, a yeah. porn star and an actress. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing when it comes to that if he put up his own money and his own finances his own house it's not you can't it's, you, you can't it's you can't charge Donald Trump with anything because it's not he's not implicated into it he, he, he made a suggested can you do this but a suggestion isn't isn't an implication yeah 
But obviously the FBI did it for a reason. I know the F. I mean, I'm, I'm, I may be giving them way too much credit, but they know that this is a very delicate situation when you're investigating the president of the United States, and they know that any mistake they make could be their last. So if they and they know pop- that when, it, when you mess around with the wrong person in politics, you will have a mysterious death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, he ate, he ate that anthrax sandwich. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know. So we'll we'll see what happens. So I mean, there 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 may be like I said, this just happened. So there may be another reason that we don't know about why they did that because it may not be just be for the whole Stormy Daniels thing. It may be for something else. Because you're right, Van. I mean, if he put up his own money, there's no implication. But uh, I'm thinking that he may have just said that just because if that money came from Trump's foundation for real, uh, there could be a lot of trouble behind that. I mean, he's already, he's already been known for dipping into his own charities for his own personal, uh, you know, treating his charities like his own personal piggy bank. Yeah, let's see, talk about people in that charity is because of the Clintons have been doing it for years. Yeah. Yeah. The, you, you, ever, you ever see a movie called uh, Steak Eyes with Nicolas Cage? Yes. And, and Gary Sinise? You remember at the very end when uh, they picked uh, Nicolas Cage as character for this job because they figured he was a dirty cop and he would just go with the flow. And then he tried to be a hero, and Gary Sinise told him, Look, you do this, you try and be a hero, they're going to they're going to pick your life apart. And it, as it turned out, that's exactly what they did. And they found out all the dirty stuff he did and he ended up at the end of the movie, he ended up going to prison. Right to prison. Yeah. Yeah. So you figure with Donald Trump, you know, all the stuff that he was able to get away with because he was a private citizen as president, it may not be so easy. So we'll see what happens. You know, like like you said, Vin, he'd been dipping into his own charities for years, but now he's yep. president. <laughs> so now yeah. it, it, it holds more weight for him to be doing stuff like that. So, like I said, for at this point, it's just speculation. We'll see what the FBI finds, or at least we'll find out what they were looking for, and then and then take it from there. But I, I will say, Select I already topic. I already saw people talking about fake news. You know, they were like, "Oh, this is fake news, fake news, fake news." And the the thing about fake news is I, I got into a little discussion with somebody this morning. Uh, I posted something from, uh, what was it, Andy Rooney, when he said that you he, he never heard about fake news until we had a fake president. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow, that, that's nice. That's a nice. That's nice. Now, one of my Facebook friends came back, and he was like, must be talking about Clinton or Bush or Obama, because I heard all about fake news long before Trump, and one of my other friends who's normally against him kind of agreed with him. But I, I said, look, because uh, he talked about media dishonesty. And I was like, oh, media dishonesty, like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to make up a news organization out of thin air, like Fox News or Breitbart or Infowars or The Daily Caller. You know? There's a huge difference between organizations that create fake news and calling actual news fake news because it calls you on your bullshit or because you don't agree with it. And that's the problem is that whenever I see uh, threads on Facebook, people just scream out fake news without even giving a counterpoint. So you can't tell me I'm wrong without telling me how I'm wrong. You know, you can't just yep. say, oh, well, that's wrong. Okay, so what's right? And Obama talked about this recently. Uh, 
basically, uh, well, not recently. This is back in 2016. He was doing an interview, and they asked him about Syria, right? And they asked him if he had any regrets about some of the decisions that he made. But he actually said, he was like, look, um, there was, uh, he even calls in his critics sometimes for some of the things that he does. And he just says, hey, listen, you know, you don't, you don't agree with the way I'm doing things here. Tell me how you think they should be done. You know, and that's, that's, uh, that, that's bold. But the problem is these right-wingers, they don't tell you how you're, uh, how you're wrong or how they're right. They just scream out fake news, and then they, they think it's a drop-the-mic moment. So one of my friends uh, is a teacher. Uh, in here in North Carolina, Wake County. His uh, mentor is also a teacher. And matter of fact, she was, uh, she was a, a teacher of the year. She made a documentary about it. And uh, lo- long story short, they were going to premiere it in a Cary Theater, and there was a hurricane. <laughs> and we, we got there safely somehow, and then the power goes out for like an hour. And then they were like, okay, we got to let everybody go home. But she recently, you know... This whole, I spoke last week about uh, North Carolina, how they can't legally strike because um, basically they're a right-to-work state. So they can't legally go on strike. So other states who are striking, they have to use their sick days in order to strike because they can't legally walk out. So my friend posted a chart, right? So basically, it's average teacher salary by state, right? From, of course, from highest to lowest. And they mark off which states are red states, which states are blue states, and which states are purple states, swing states, so to speak, right? So basically, the top five states are all blue states. York, California, Massachusetts, D.C., and Connecticut all pay the teachers, their average salary for teachers are over $70,000 a year. So Connecticut at 72000 New York is number one at 79000 Of course, four out of five bottom states are red states. So Colorado, which is a purple state, at 46000 Then you have West Virginia, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and South Dakota. West Virginia are striking. So... So you figure, um, when we talk about uh, red states, right, how red states are generally uh, poorly run, which is, why they, which is why they never have any money. Their game plan is basically give all the money to the rich and then cut services to make up that shortfall. And the first service to usually go is education, right? Mm-hmm. So it's no coincidence that four of the five states with the lowest teacher pay are red states. So, of course, people in her thread were automatically like, because this came from Washington Post, so they were automatically like, oh, it's fake news because Washington Post. And then one person at least tried to play devil's advocate, and he just said, well, you know, well, maybe if they did the, uh, the median instead of the, the average. And I'm like, that's basically the same thing. <laughs> you know, well, all right, the average is basically you just take everything you uh, add them together and then divide them by however many people. You know, the median is basically you line everything up and then you go straight for the middle. 
So it's slightly different, but, you know, in this case, it wouldn't matter too much. But here's my thing, right? And then you have some people saying, well, you know, it's all about cost of living and population. And the population thing got me thinking, okay? Put it like this. Out of these, uh, out of these states, the seventh state is Alaska. Alaska pays an average of $68,000 a year for their teachers, right? Alaska is, the, is 48th in population. We're counting 51 states. That includes D.C., right? So Alaska is 48th behind D.C., Vermont, and Wyoming. And yet, they are a top 10 in teacher pay, despite the fact that they barely have any people in their state, right? You figure Texas is the second most populous state, right? right behind California. And they pay $20,000 a year less in average than New York and California. Florida is the third most populous state. And they pay $30,000 a year less than New York and California. I almost couldn't find, because the list isn't numbered, I almost couldn't find Florida okay. because I'm looking for Florida among the top because, you know, they're a bigger state. And they're, they're way down, you know. So the thing is, if you just read the numbers, all the information is there. But they don't want to read the numbers because they will just prove them wrong. So they just say fake news, and then they just walk away. You know, and that's why that's why it's so hard to have conversations with right wingers because they can't engage in facts because they don't really. A lot of them don't really use any. Now I will say one thing about my friend the one who, you know, who constantly defends Trump, at least he tries to bring some facts out there. Even if they're easily disputed, <laughs> he tries to come fact-based. So I, I, I respect him for that much. Yeah. But Mo, my, 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 like most, most people who are writing this, I really don't, I'm not really in that place, but it's really different to ever make sense in logic. But most people who don't, Go with pure facts and pure logic are usually wrong. Usually, yeah. nine times out of ten, they're just wrong because they don't they don't research, they don't read, and they be, they believe. Oh my God, this is in Facebook. It must be, it must be true. Exactly. <laughs> no. Or they just believe what they want to believe. I, I was telling Blue, I got into an argument with a guy on Facebook. I don't know why I do that. I, put it like this. I'll be in bed. It'll be like 11 o'clock at night. I got to go to work in the morning. And if I see something stupid on Facebook, I'll get out of my bed. Because I gotta, I, cause I'm like, I can't just voice chat this thing in there. I got to type this out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I do that to myself sometimes, and I don't know why, because it's, it's information that's wasted on these people. But I got into a, a, a Facebook argument with a guy because he actually believed, and I'm not made this up to be funny, that the prison population was 90% black people. Now, I, I, and, and I was like, I'm like, and I usually don't curse at people like that when, you know, because we're trying to have a civil discourse. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You actually believe that the prison population is 90% black people. Now, here's, here's the thing. The prison population is definitely disproportionately African-American. That is a fact. Absolutely. You know, that is a definite fact. But 90%? What kind of a fucking jackass would believe that the prison population is 90% when we're, what, 13 14% of the country tops? Yeah, it's a very low number. 
like there's not that many. Yeah. I think it's um I think it's like thirty five, thirty six percent. Yeah. And then you have the the, the the Spanish. The Spanish are the ones who overpopulated because there's there's more of them. Yeah. So yeah. I think theirs are at uh forty six and then you have the, the miscellaneous, the Asians, the Caucasians, they have a twenty percent ratio. So like the numbers are those numbers are way off way, way off. Ninety percent. That that's almost all of us. Right. <laughs> like the black guy you're talking to, right, like sitting there having this argument right now, yeah. In your mind I'm I'm free, but no, I'm in prison. Right now. <laughs> You know, it, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous that people uh, – that they think that, and, you know, they believe it. Because, I mean, if somebody told me or you that, the first thing we would probably do is after we just say no is we'd look it up and find out what it really is, you know, which is what I did. That, I knew it wasn't – I knew it wasn't 80%. Look at them sideways. I'm like, really, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really – like, like Blue, no, my, my, like I give you a real like dull, dumb look. Like, are you? Is this true, theory? <laughs> you gotta be playing. You gotta be playing. Like you joking, right? You joke it? No, no, no. You also oh, you're really that dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. In the book. Or, or, or it's not that they're dumb. They just don't, you know. They're just racist, I guess, and and I and I hate to just throw the, I just hate to throw that word out there like that. But when you take all the logic out of the argument, racism is pretty much all that's left because that's the only reason why you would believe that the prison population is ninety percent black people. You know? No, that's not true. That is not true. Like I like I've, I've said this to Blue too. There are such things as stupid people, and there are such things as dumb questions. Those things are, those are real things, and some people are just really just that dumb. They really are. They're just <laughs> completely dumb to knowledge. They don't read. They don't, they don't, just stupid. Literally, that's a literal. They are just dumb. And, well, and, and, and it's, just, it's real bad, and it's real sad to say something like that. But people, mm-hmm. there are some people in this world who are just naturally just dumb. Yeah. You know, dumb. It's not the fact that they're naturally dumb. Uh, it's just the fact that they're just so proud of it. Because there were, I, I never knew where this came from. I, I guess it came from some children's book or something like that. Or, but they, uh, there was a, a song from Third Base called Sons of Third Base, right? It was the first track on the Cactus mm-hmm. album. And they, oh, they, they used a sample and they said, um, it, it said uh, he is stupid, but he knows that he's stupid. And that almost makes him smart. And what I took that as is that if you have limitations, right, and you try to uh, get around your limitations to try and at least better yourself a little bit, like if you know that you're not good at math, right, so you may try and get a, a help, you know, try and get help with math or something like that. But the problem is, is that this anti-intellectualism is just so they just they're just proud of it. You know, I, I, I splice things together in my mind, and I wish I had the skills to make these little videos like they do on Facebook. But you remember Chris Rock when he was talking about black people versus niggers and that he had that whole skit. And he, yeah. said, and he said, nothing makes a nigger happier than not knowing the answer to your question. And every time I think about that line, I think of Herman Cain going, if you ask me who's the president of Unbeki Becky Stan Stan, I'm going to say, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's See, now, I'm going to tell you what, from what you said, I'm going to tell you what I got. Um, when somebody says that particular phrase, it's like somebody really is trying to argue a point that doesn't make sense. It's not true, but they're trying to make it true. So that is, that's, that's a dumb person all together right there. Like, I'm trying to make a point that, that everybody on this, like, ten people know what's factual. And me, I'm trying to make this non-factual. Like, like the color black. The color black is just black. But this person is trying to say that the color black is, is beige. So they're trying to argue the point that the color black is beige, but everybody in the room knows the color black is black. So yeah. that's the that's the the dumb part of being dumb and smart at the same time. And then, as a whole, they they convince all ten of these people that the color black is actually beige. So that's making that's being dumb, being smart at the same time because you just you just made all these smart people become dumb at the same time you are dummy, they dumb too. Yeah, I I put it like this. You remember uh, Fox News? They had a host named Gretchen Carlson, one of, one of the blonde automatons on Fox News. They all kind of look – they all kind of run together. They're just all like that. They all look like them. But she had uh, – John Stewart kind of uh, exposed her because it turns out that Gretchen Carlson is uh, – she's highly intelligent. She graduated top of her class from an Ivy League school. And then she gets on Fox News and she's mastered that whole vapid look like she doesn't know what's going on and she'll pretend like she doesn't know how to Google stuff, like she doesn't know how to use Google. Meanwhile, she has a degree from an Ivy League school that she graduated top of her class, you know. The whole – like Fox News pushes the whole – they punish you for being intellectual. I'll give you an example. You remember there was a story that came out uh, last week, week before – no, about last week. There was a kid named Michael Brown out of Texas. Yep. The kid who got uh, he got he he applied to twenty colleges and, and got in and got into all twenty. And Fox was it three of them? I think it was three. Yeah. Three women were sitting there arguing the fact that oh, you're taking away from nineteen others. Like whatever, shut your mouth. Which, which is not true. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all. Well, put it like this. Those other 19 kids that he supposedly took a scholarship away from probably didn't have a 4.68 GPA. Put it like this. Yeah, uh, exactly. According to USA Today, right, the average high school GPA to get into Harvard is 4.1. Yale, 4.19. Princeton is 3.9, you know, the, 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 the lower of the Ivy League schools. Um, <laughs> but Michael's GPA was 4.6. And it wasn't the fact that he got into all 20 colleges. He got full scholarships to all 20 colleges. So you figure in the same week where uh, Laura Ingram uh, was cracking on David Hogue because he didn't get into some of the colleges that he applied to, her colleagues are ragging on this gentleman because he got into all 20 colleges. It's like they punish intellectualism. You know, if you're smart – then, uh, you know, they were, and, and they were just saying some dumb shit like, you know what? Administration officer says you should only apply to four to eight schools. Why? Apply to all the schools. Apply to all the schools you want to. 
Yeah, you, know? you can, I don't care. Listen, when 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 my kids get all nice and grown, I'm gonna tell them to apply to every single every college that pops into your mind. You better apply to. I don't care if it's fifty or a hundred. Keep keep applying until one of them accepts you, and you can get out my house. The individuals that work for Fox News are all very intelligent, like they're very smart, they're very intelligent, and there's like there's only one person that comes to mind when I think of individuals who work for Fox News, Fox News. That's my cousin Omar. My cousin Omar is a master of manipulation. Hmm. Master. He's mastered manipulation. He can sell water to a whale, sell, sell salt to a snail. That He's just that good at it. He's just that, that good at manipulating somebody because he, he's mastered the mind tricks and things of that nature. And that's, that's, that's most things that people, like, there's always a play of you. That's how they, you're trying to make me feel like I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. Or you're trying to make, make me absorb your stupidity because I know you're smart and now you're saying something dumb. See, everything is always dumb. It's always dumb. It's just dumb. Oh, my God. I don't like saying that word, but it's just dumb. You know what? I, I, I'll put it like this. And, and, and what you just said kind of puts things in a different life of something. That, and I did a little tiny uh, solo podcast about it earlier in the day, because, but I, I will bring it up now since, since I have you here, right? Uh, Joy Ann Reed, who I am not a fan of. And I know I'm going to lose some people here, but I despise Joy Ann Reed, you know? I don't. I, I, I think she's a, she's a corporate shill. She had a picture up, uh, her and a couple of her girlfriends, and they used the term H and M, right? So you know H and M was that company that uh, had that T shirt. Yeah, the T shirt for the, the little boy. Yeah. So Killer Mike, I guess you could say, took the bait and cracked on Joanne Reed. Now Killer Mike was already was already having a bad month because he appeared on NRA TV. And uh, what? yeah, he did a segment on, on NRA TV and took an acid bath for it. And I'm like, don't worry, Mike, I'm still going to buy your Run the Jewels records, but don't be on MT, don't be on uh, NRA TV no more. But he uh, he took an acid bath from Joy Ann Reed because he thought that the H&M she was talking about was uh, the clothing store. So Killer Mike called her on it, and then she really, and then she said that H and M stood for hair and makeup. Now I know in uh, Twitter they abbreviate things, right, to make to make the space. I don't know how big the paragraph was, but I've never heard the term H and M used for hair and makeup ever. So I'm wondering. See you. I got a woman in the house. Wife of mine. Have you ever used the term H&M for hair and makeup before? No, but H-M-U is the term. That answers the question. Yeah. Uh, and and I'll, I'll put it like this. When you said what you said about, your, uh, about Omar, it made me wonder, hey, was he just trying to bait people to come at her so she could take them down? Because it... The tragedy of Joanne Reed is that she, just like the, those Fox News folks, she's highly intelligent, and, and, and she's whip smart. And when she's on her game, you know, I, kinda, I can say, okay, well, you know, you don't mess with Joanne Reed like that. But um, the fact that she just shills for the, for the establishment, it kills me. 
You know, you don't have to be progressive for me to respect you. That's, that's not my way. But when you're trying to always trying to smear progressives as crazy people because they're not in the establishment, that I don't like. And the fact that she did that to one of my favorite rappers, I was just like, oh, Mike, why? Why did you take the bait? <laughs> I'm like, like, why couldn't it be little Uzi Vert that said that? I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> not you killing Mike. <laughs> I'm like, say it isn't so. But I, I, I'll share something with you that I thought was very funny. You know, I, I mentioned David Hogue before about his, you know, all, all these conservatives have been attacking him lately, like viciously. You know, he's 17 years old, for Christ's sakes, you know. He was part of a terrible tragedy that happened at his school, and he's trying to use his voice, use his platform to help make sure that this doesn't happen again to other people. And conservatives are going apeshit over it. You know, to steal a line from G-Rap, they're going bananas like it was Planet of the Apes. And uh, there's, a, there's a guy named Owen Benjamin. I'd never heard of him until this whole thing happened. He's a conservative comedian. You know, I'm going to say this, okay? There's no such thing as a conservative comedian. You know what a conservative yeah. comedian is? If you, if you die, a comedian comes and performs at your funeral. That's a conservative com- comedian. And then he ends by, like, knocking over your casket. And, like, that's part of his act. That's a conservative comedian. There's nothing funny about conservatism. Conservatism nope. is, just, is just death. So there's nothing funny about it. So they list this guy as a conservative comedian. I'm not even going to read his whole tweet. He did a tweet about David Hogue. He says, David Hogue, uh, and, then, you know, he, he added him on uh, Twitter, and he says, feel free to try and boycott me. I don't have sponsors because I don't need them. Oopsies. Anyway, when did you grow pubes? <laughs> Why are you concerned about a 17-year-old boy's pubes? Cause, and his point was, like, because he's, he's young, he doesn't have the right to address grown men or something like that. And then here's Owen Benjamin. I don't know if it was the next day. He says, both Twitter accounts suspended, and now my ability to make an income has been revoked. Please become a Patreon supporter. That will be the place where I can post things. This is disgusting. I have a two-year-old and a pregnant wife, and they just set my life back to zero with one big swoop. I just worked tirelessly for the last five months building my online ability to make a living, and it's all gone. Let me, let me say this, okay? I, I can't speak for Twitter. I'll speak for YouTube, because you remember the shooting that happened in California. The woman who went who went on a rampage at the YouTube thing because she got the yeah because she got demonetized right demonic and she I love animals yeah got it yeah she she was a she was a little nutty I mean but then again her videos I mean she made to her I don't even think her videos were in English I think they were in Farsi or something like that you know and she just made workout videos you know working on her abs and whatnot and somehow she got demonetized. Now, I know they've been talking, for the last year and change, they've been talking about what they call the adpocalypse, right? So, basically, you have to remember that someplace like Twitter, more so than Facebook, it's a private company. So, I'm pretty sure that there's somewhere in their terms of service that nobody reads that it says that if you make, like, vicious... I'm surprised my account hasn't been shut down, because I attack politicians all the time. I'm, you know... 
I, I get a little vicious sometimes, but they're politicians, so they're public figures. You know, they got yeah, thick that's skin. That's why you haven't been because they are a public figure. Yeah, and, and half the time it's not me just saying, you know what, I don't like this politician. I'm just going to rag on them today. It's usually in response to them saying something stupid. So I don't just pull a politician out of thin air and just rag on them. They say something dumb. I'm gonna I'm gonna check them. You know, I doubt they read my tweets. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't. But you figure this is a 17-year-old kid who's not addressing anybody directly. He's basically just voicing his opinions on gun control. And these conservatives are attacking him, and they're paying the price. But I know I'm kind of mashing two things together. Remember one thing about Facebook. Not Facebook. Uh, well, Twitter, like I said, it's a private company. So if you break their terms of service, they can suspend you. YouTube, as far as being paid... Um, YouTube doesn't pay anybody. YouTube is just a platform where you post your videos. So that's the agreement. You post your videos to them, you give your videos to them, and then they post them. It's yep, not up to YouTube. Yeah, that's the, that's the agreement. It's the advertisers who pay. So the advertisers are the ones who say, hey, listen, um, we don't want to be associated with this and that. Now, the problem is, there is no direct contact between the advertisers and the people who post the videos. It's just too much. I mean, there's billions of videos on YouTube. So they have an algorithm. So if they say, well, I don't want my product concerned with homophobia, anything that talks about homophobia is cut. But the problem is for a lot of news, uh, people who do Internet news, even if you're against homophobia, if you mention it, you're going to get demonetized. Mm-hmm. So the algorithm is way too broad. So it it hurts just as many people. Uh, well, it, it, there's a lot of unintended victims in the whole thing. So which is why a lot of them are going to Patreon to help, uh, you know, supplement the money that they lose from the uh, being demonetized by advertisers. So we ask a question, yo. Yeah. <clears throat> you think that we should go Patreon? Ah, uh, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> it wouldn't. I mean, I'll put it like this: How much does it cost it would, to make really, an account? It would really like depend on like your subscribers, you know, like getting people to actually commit to it, right? Like that's like a, right. a income. Does Patreon get a cut? How much of a cut do they get? That I don't. That I don't know. You know, I know with a lot of people, like um, you know, you can donate any amount. You could even donate as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, so that's what I was looking at, maybe a dollar subscription for a month or something like that. Yeah. And then we got to come up with some exclusive content, like the videos of me and that girl down in Florida when we had our, our Seska Spade in her little um, sex dungeon. Yeah, I ain't seen that <laughs> shit yet because I don't know where to post it. But yeah, that'd be a good place for pa- Patreon, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're a very special individual. How about that? I am very special indeed, indeed. West Coast Compton for life. <laughs> All right, I'll look, I'll look into it. Like, I knew, I know, like, there's, there's one controversial black guy I follow on YouTube. He's always talking about, you know, subscribe to his Patreon. And I like him, but I don't like him that much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think my, my problem is I listen to too many of these guys. So I listen mm-hmm. to Young Turks. I do... Uh, Kyle Kalinsky show. I do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, God, who else? Uh, David Pakman. Mm-hmm. You know stuff like that. Uh, 
humanist report. So if I subscribe to all these dudes every month, I may as well just subscribe to Washington. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and, and I like these guys. I listen to them every day, especially like uh, Young Turks and Sam Cedar are usually the first people I listen to when I, when I get up in the morning. But, um, you know, it's like I can't subscribe to all of them, <laughs> you know, because money's a little tight. But I, I will well, not say Not only this, tight, but, I mean, the things that you could pay for, you could relatively find equivalent all the same thing for freezy. Free. Freezy. Yeah. And, and, and here, here's the thing. Before the whole uh, the adpocalypse, which is what they called it, I'm like, they didn't even need my money because they were making tons of money on Facebook, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that the, the, the algorithms are just hurting people, you know, now they need that Patreon money to stay on the air. Mm-hmm. Hey, so have either one of you, this is the way I'm talking, but have either one of you um, seen that alternate to Facebook yet? No, nah, I've never heard of it. A friend of mine, what is it called? It's my vibe. A friend of mine, he he, it's on his page. It has a hold on. Well, tag me, sure. Let me see what the fuck this shit's about. Yeah. Facebook, and they have no algorithm. They don't have anything at all. It's facade. But that'd be perfect. I need. I hate the algorithms. The algorithm messed up my damn Instagram. Yeah, I figure because I mean I'm seeing I, events that I want to go to two days later. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't really I, have wanted to go today. <laughs> we didn't get a chance. Watch. Um, they they were ragged on uh, Mark Zuckerberg on Saturday Night Live last week. Mm-hmm. Watch it when you get a chance. It's actually pretty funny. No, oh, I'm gonna watch it anyway because Cardi B on there and um. Um, chat with Bozeman, so I'm gonna watch it probably tonight. If, yeah, I got a free time tonight. I'm gonna watch it tonight. So, but um, and, and that Black Jeopardy is funny as shit. I gotta watch that for real. I gotta watch it on TV instead of on my computer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got it right in the end, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming that her potato salad would be too bland because she does not put enough seasoning in it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I wish we could turn Durham into a demo of Wakanda. I wonder what I could do to make that happen. <laughs> you want to turn everything into Wakanda. Huh? Everything is Wakanda. I okay, see that. Not the Wakanda where his homeboy lives, whose father got killed, and he said, man, F this, I'm joining this other Black Panther. Cause you ain't get revenge on my daddy, you know, or whatever. Yeah, not that kind of. Yeah, you know, you know. As much money is in this county, as much money is in the triangle, this place could look and operate a lot better than what it does. Where are you? Well, um, but anyways, Patreons, Patreon, whatever it's called, we need to get up on that. I need some money. I mean, I don't even need money from me. I just need new equipment. I need new. Right. Studio mics, you know what I'm saying? I need new studio monitors. I need a new drum Hero. machine for my for my for, for when I make these um these intros, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vero. I found it. I found it. It's called Vero. V E R O. Yeah, but it might really got like twenty people on it, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know, but I know it is the alternate it's it's Facebook currently only Facebook. 
Facebook. I'm gonna tell you what the real alternate Facebook is. Actually facing the person, face person. Hey, how you doing, buddy? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Just call it face to face. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, when the last time somebody really did that, you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, we do it here and there, but not like how we used to before all this S. Right. In my opinion. When the last time I seen Mark? Mark, I ain't seen you since. Oh, damn. Probably since I made Ricard, I helped Ricard move, whatever, three years ago? And you let what a county over? You know what I'm saying? You know what? A little bit after that, because we we did a show live at the apartment one day. That was when uh, when oh, Alex, that's right with um oh girl um Alex. You right? Yeah. You right? You right? You right? You right? You right? Okay. I think, okay, I think okay. that was the last time I actually saw you in person. But that was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it, well, I see Odie all the time. She works in my county, and we do the same music events. So I see her often enough. But yeah. But there's like no major excuse for these jokes. It's only a county away from each other. You know That's what, what I, I'm saying, Mark? Half of it's my fault because I, I don't drive a car, so I, I'm, I'm limited in my mobility. So. Kind of Uber. Uber gets expensive, man. I mean, if you do, I mean, it's bad enough. I got to do it tomorrow after I get. Out of I don't know what y'all bus systems called, but we got data here in Durham. So whatever y'all is called, and our data. Now nah, we figure it out. Right. Uh, maybe like a, a, an event that we like, like a Comic Con or something. We get up there and do something like that. Oh, definitely. We just had a Comic Con yeah. this weekend. Guess when I found yeah, out about it? Sunday afternoon. Comic Con. Comic Con just passed. I know, and I didn't know about it until yesterday afternoon. And I would have went to that. That's my shit. Man, Comic Con is fun. I would have covered fun. it. I would have got a media pass because I could have covered it. In one of the podcasts, but no, didn't know about it because uh, that algorithm and um, Instagram is all jacked. They said it's supposed to be fixing it, make it chronological again. <laughs> they lied. I would love to do cosplay, but I can't be Blacky e. Honda no more. I, I, I'm, I'm too big for <laughs> cosplay. There's not a whole lot of people I can be. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little, I'm, I'm bulkier today, this week than usual. I, I don't know what comic, I couldn't do no cosplay anyway. Love the cosplay, ooh, especially when the females cosplay. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. how sexualized comic books were. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine invited me to one of them things, I'm like, oh, a comma, what? Why we going to go to Comic Con? And I'm like, all right, dude, let's go to the Comic-Con. I'll go to the little Comic-Con. Listen, I went there in a, in a T-shirt and some jeans and seen all these little bad brothers walking around. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is going on? And then like, you be, and these be people in your same city. And you're like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> but it's crazy, though, That's between Durham, Kerry, and Raleigh, we have Comic-Cons almost every three months. <laughs> What? You know, some people talk yeah. about going to going to church to find a wife. I'm going to Comic Con to find a wife. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I'm in <laughs> I need a gamer bitch. The only when I used to look at porn, the only porn I would look like would be like gamer gamer um gamer porn, like the girls playing porn and like the boyfriend's messing with her while she's playing the game. I don't know, it's something about that that really turned me on. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what showing. But see, I buy four hundred dollar, three hundred dollar game systems and buy one game. I mean, I buy other games, but play one one game, NBA Two K. <laughs> 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 I buy twenty other games, but it, it, 
honestly, I still got Grand Theft Auto Five still in the wrapper. It's crazy. I bought it the first day it came out. I've never opened it. I gave mine to my brother. What? I, I, I had it for Xbox 360. I gave the. I, I never gave it to my opened brother. it. I never. I played opened it like it. twice. And you were thinking I would have opened it. I got a, I got I got gold. I'm Game Boy. I mean, what do they call it? Uh, Live Gold or whatever it's called. So All I right. could play online. You know what I'm saying? I never. I got gold and never played a game online. That's crazy right there. And I got 200 megabytes download and 20 20 upload. I should be playing online if I was gaming like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you can just hand that on over, man. You just hand nah, that on no, over. No, 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 That's not Blu-ray. <laughs> Don't even watch Blu-ray DVDs. I only watch regular DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest. It's, right, man. it's my Wi-Fi streaming app device for my Showtime, my HBO, my Cinemax, my Stars. And these ain't even accounts that I have. I usually have to get them through Odie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do this to y'all because I know we have a good conversation about Comic-Con, but I got to get serious here. I'm sorry, no, you can't do serious today. I, I didn't take my medicine, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it's going to be the sloppiest of sloppy segues. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me put the right special effect on to get you there. Give me a second. All right. um, the sloppiest of all segues. <laughs> the sloppiest of all, damn it. The sloppiest. Here you go. And now, Mercer Prescott with his next article. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, I feel bad. I just killed the whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm going to ask you guys a question, a serious question here. Do you know who Anwar Al. Uh, Alaki is. I know. I'm. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name. Dude, I'm black. Why would I know that? Oh. <laughs> he is actually. Uh, he's a Muslim. He was American born. He was born oh, in the United States. <laughs> and um. I guess I should have known that. <laughs> well, he was born in the United States, but he was a uh, recruiter for Al Qaeda. Yeah. Oh shit! Damn. I'm glad I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and uh, he became uh the first U.S. citizen to be targeted and killed by a drone strike. Now, two weeks later, his son, I think his son was only 16, he was killed in another drone strike. Don't know if he was a target, oh, no. but, he, but he, was, he was killed. This is, under, of course, under the Obama administration. Now, the one thing that got me about that, right, is, and, and I was indifferent to it. You know, I, I didn't really have that much of an opinion on it because, you, you know, you figure we kill terrorists all the time. I mean, Obama was, Obama was a terrorist-killing fool. You remember when those, when those Somali pirates took over that boat and Obama was basically just like, you know, just, yeah, just, just kill them and then let's just get back to other matters. Well, what's the benefit of killing a terrorist? I, don't, I mean, not a terrorist, an American-born terrorist. I mean, why are we sending drones after them? What is the point? Is that, he sending a message, you think? That's the thing. You know, I mean, this guy was a big-time recruiter for Al-Qaeda, you know? That's so, why. And, uh, and uh, that was why. Did he, did he do any – okay, man, I'm, I'm getting pissed off, but let me – got to ask two more questions. <laughs> yeah. Did he actually kill anybody? That we know of. I don't, we don't know. Did he target the United States? Yes. Yeah, yeah, killing yeah, anybody like this. No. If he is a recruiter, then the individuals that he recruited – may have did some sort of uh, 
terrorist acts or killed some sort of people. So he is held just as liable and accountable as they are. Yo, I actually that's, was in the military that's, as well as a man. That right there, there would have a different Hold on, hold on, man. But that logic is coming from a military logic and not an, a, a, a civilian logic. It's a military logic. You are, okay. like, if, if, like, when I get deployed, like, when you're deployed, you can't kill camels and you can't kill any livestock. The reason behind that is because that particular livestock can, can, can produce ten to $20,000 worth of stuff. So the person that loses that livestock is reimbursed $100,000 for generations. So you have to think about the individual that you're sitting here talking about that, that, that was terminated. He was terminated because the individual that he recruited did some sort of act or could have done some sort of act on American soil that mm-hmm. took lives. So his life, he is held just as liable as they are. So he, he was terminated because of that. Right. Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fair. Oh, and, no, and first, first, I got to say something. My medicine ain't working, so let me say it before I forget. <clears throat> I did a lot of deplorable acts when I was in the military on behalf of America. I mean deplorable women, children, people that should not have been in my crosshairs. And I know for a fact that the only terrorist that I recognize in this world is America. Yeah. And and the thing is, a lot of people don't like to think about it like that. But but this killing made people think, you know, because when you're killing foreign-born terrorists, no one gives a shit. But now you had an American who got killed and was targeted mm-hmm. by a drone the thing that we do to foreign-born terrorists, and it gave a debate about due process, right? Mm -hmm. So you figure, they figure, yeah, he was a terrorist, but he was also an American citizen, and American citizen is afforded due process. Now, the reason why I bring this up, right, is because when you have people in in the forums, you know, or on threads on Facebook, right, Mm -hmm. when you talk about uh, civilians being killed by the police, especially African Americans, due process goes out the window because yeah, they no. just figure, they just figure, you know what? You just shouldn't have committed a crime, even though the crime that you commit does not is a misdemeanor, if that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? twenty days in jail, thirty days in jail max, but yet you die. Boom, boom. Or you didn't commit a crime at all, and we got it mixed up. Oops, another dead nigger. Seemed like there was a, a song by Young Wise Intelligence like that. Yeah, another nigga that's, another, that's another conversation I've had with somebody when it comes to, to like, it's like on and off topic, but when it comes to the, the, the police, police, police aren't taught to, to shoot, to disable. They are taught to shoot to kill. Right. Yeah. They're not like, like uh, individuals who are only, only people I, I know personally or are taught to shoot to disable or apprehend. Our SF guys and freaking and and seals and in certain missions, certain like but cops no. cops are only taught to kill and that's it. That's right. it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And, and and the and the thing is, when they do kill, people give them a pass and they say, oh well, if you didn't commit a crime, then uh, you wouldn't have gotten shot, or why'd you run from the police, or just don't break the law. You know, that's the one that always burns my ass. Just don't break the law. Yeah, burn your ass, bro. Wash your ass. Are you? I gotta stop using that one. But um, <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is, you know, they try and just 
simplify it. So you figure it like mm-hmm. this, right? You remember the shooting that happened in Brooklyn, right? Uh, With the Muslim? No, no, no. I, the 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 guy that had the uh the pipe that supposedly looked like a gun. Oh, and four, and oh I've seen that, yo. That was crazy. Yeah. And four cops executed him. So this is from this is from the New York Times, right? Um, two days after police officers in Brooklyn shot and killed a man holding a slim metal pipe as if it were a gun, the police offered first information about the officers involved and released the 911 call transcripts through some details. Oh, though some details of what happened in the moments before the shooting remained hazy. Several witnesses, including one who said on Friday that he tried getting the officers' attention before they fired, have said they did not hear officers shout a warning or a command before shooting. But the police said that they repeatedly told the man to drop it. So eyewitnesses yeah, but, are saying that the yeah, cops shot, shot the guy. Shot the guy. Shot the guy. <laughs> so you the police said on Friday it took five to ten seconds from the moment officers pulled up to the corner of Montgomery Street and Utica Avenue to the moment they shot the man. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Five to so they gave enough commands that five to ten seconds before they decided to shoot them, that's bananas. New York, like when it comes, like you got New York, Chicago, uh, Detroit, when it comes to those particular cops, they do not care. Now, here's the thing, okay? So I I saw a story that showed up in my feed on on Twitter. There's a gentleman named Francis Maxwell. He's uh, down with... um, uh, Young Turks, and he's on the show from time to time. He does a, he does a lot of videos uh, with another dude named, uh, well, not together, but another dude named Hassan Piker. He also do videos, and they do really good. They do really good work. So he had posted a video about a uh, a guy who was uh, who shot a police with an air rifle, and uh, the police ended up taking him alive. And don't don't get me wrong, they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> But they took them alive. You embarrassed us, you fucking stupid ass. You don't do that shit on live TV. Here's the thing. And I found out there were two stories in two different states the same week. Right? So put it like this. They had one in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay? So it says a man is facing charges after police say he opened fire on an officer with an air rifle. So according to arrest records, police were called to a home after... 68-year-old Oscar Walters allegedly hit his wife over the head with a flashlight multiple times, causing severe injury. So the police say three officers went to the door to talk with Walters. That's when they say he shot at officers with, with an air rifle, shattering the glass on the front door. Police say Walters then came out of the house but resisted arrest. After a struggle, police were able to take him into custody. One officer suffered a fractured hand during the struggle. Police say the injury will require surgery. So they hold them on a $100,000 bond. And they say he's facing multiple charges, including wanton endangerment of a police officer, assault of a police officer, and domestic assault. Of course, this is a white guy that they did, that they did this to. Right? Duh. So you figure, that's <laughs> why I, 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 I had to say, of course. I mean, I didn't want people to, to lose that part of the story. But you figure, so a, a guy was able to shoot at three cops with an air rifle, right? So, of course, an air rifle looks just like a regular rifle, but it shoots high-powered BBs. People use them to hunt uh, rabbits and varmints and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it still does damage. I mean, it broke, their, it broke his front window. 
when he shot the cops. And the cops never even unholstered their weapons. One cop broke his hand in the fight, fighting this guy, right? And they took him alive. And like I said, they, they roughed him up, but they took him alive. There was another one in Newcastle. Uh, oh, they didn't say what state it was in. But there was another one where a man was arrested after he fired an air rifle at police officers. Uh, so basically, the cops are serving an arrest warrant. And this guy uh, leaned out of his window and fired at the cops from his, from his, uh, from his upstairs window. Right? But once again, the cops, the cops took him alive. Right? Now, my thing is this. You always hear and, and see stories, like they put it on Facebook. There was a story where a, a white guy had a, he had an axe, like a hatchet. And he's just swinging at the cops. And the cops are just trying to, like, plead with him to drop the axe. And, they, and, they, and I think, I don't remember if they tased him, but they took him, uh, they took him alive. You know. But um, no one ever says, for people like that, no one ever says, hey, uh, just don't break the law. You know, you're not supposed to shoot at the cops. It doesn't matter if you have an air rifle or not. You're not supposed to shoot at the cops. But yet, those guys get taken alive, and you never hear that argument posted to, hey, these guys broke the law. I mean, this guy beat the shit out of his wife with a flashlight. You know? But they took him alive. Yet You have people who, you know, I always bring up Philando Castile, who, did, who followed all the cops' instructions and still got murdered. Tamir Rice, they didn't even bother saying anything to him. They just pulled out his gun and, and, and shot him. You know? But... You never hear anything about due process when it comes to uh, African Americans. You know, it's like it's almost as if we don't deserve due process. So you figure they will, and I'm say, and I'm saying they in the broad sense in this part because it wasn't just conservatives that were mad about the terrorists who got bombed. It was liberals too. But the thing is, uh, a terrorist would deserve due process for the simple fact that he's an American citizen. So they're saying that Obama had no right to target him in a drone strike. You know? And I say Obama because all these drone strikes, Obama signs off on them. I mean, Obama is not, is not Trump. He doesn't just, you know, do shit just to do it. You know? He basically, they go all the stuff with him before they do anything. And then they just, you know, he signed off on it. So, yeah. That was definitely Obama. And you figure, if a terrorist can get due process, why can't African Americans get due process? Why do they always have to get shot and then have people justify it and say, well, they just shouldn't, they just shouldn't have broken the law? Maybe, maybe if they had just gotten uh, recruited al-Qaeda, then maybe they get a little bit of sympathy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a jackass about it. But the, but the fact that... Yeah, that sounds is, about right. The, the fact of the matter is, is that, <laughs> no. you know, when, when, when people, uh, when they get caught in this whole double standard, they just brush it off like it doesn't, like it never existed. And it does exist. But like this, guys, you think that as black people, you think we like talking about race all day? I know I don't. No. There's, there's a lot of other things you can talk about. You know? 
But the fact of the matter is, by ignoring it, it's not going to get any better. It needs to be. It needs to be addressed. You know, and once it's addressed and we solve the problem, then we can put it to rest, and then we don't have to talk about it ever. But as so long as this stuff keeps happening, there is no way that we cannot talk about it. Race will always be an issue. Yeah. That's, that's, the, old, that's the, the problem. You know, people are like, well, why you always got to bring up race? Yeah, because it's a huge problem in this country. You know, the double standards are ridiculous. And people just... Yeah. And they see it. They just don't, you know, they just don't want to do anything about it, whether because they think it's too hard. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know we were a country of quitters, you know. But, and uh, I, know, I know we've got a few minutes left. I want to talk about one more thing real quick before we, before we wrap this up today. Did you hear about the fire at Trump Tower? I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. I think there was a, there was wasn't there a lady left inside or something like that. I, that I don't know. I know a sixty-seven year old man got killed in the fire, and like six firefighters were injured. I don't know the extent of their injuries if they were burned or smoke inhalation or what. But uh, it was way up on the residential floors of Trump Tower, right? Now, normally, I'm not going to say this would be a non-story because you figure it's not like Trump set the fire himself. <laughs> You know what I mean? These things happen, right? The building was built in uh, 1984, I believe it was. So they didn't have fire sprinkler standards for buildings like that, I want to say, until 99. So the only reason why it really came up, not just because it was a a Trump-branded property, but because Donald Trump lobbied against the laws that would make him go back and uh, put sprinklers in. You know, a lot of these companies don't want regulations because it costs money, you know. And you figure it's cheaper. I mean, you have to look at the long view. Yeah, it will cost money to go back and put sprinklers in those high-rises. And they were only really required in the residential areas of that high-rise. But at the same time, it will just save them from a lawsuit, you figure the reason why new houses are not built with sprinklers is because contractors lobbied against it because they can't sell you something that's already included. You understand? So there was a fire. Uh, I don't remember what state it was in, but they were talking about it, you know, about this whole regulation thing. Because, you know, one by one, states were dropping the requirement because they were being lobbied against. So you figure... Uh, there was a fire and a, a baby died. And if there were sprinklers in that home, you know, firefighters would have been able to get to the baby in time. I mean, firefighters, yeah, they're firefighters, but they're not immune to fire. You know, they get hurt too in there. So uh, they started to make regulations that say that when you build new houses, this is, this is not even going back to old houses. When you build new houses, you have to build them with sprinklers. And plus, it's so much easier to build the sprinkler system while you're building the house. Mm-hmm. That's right. But the problem is, the contractors want to charge people extra for sprinklers. So they didn't want to include it in the building of the house because they can get more for it if they charge it as an extra. 
So they poured money into it, and they lobbied, and they got it taken away. So this whole Trump fire thing would not have been a a huge story. I mean, it's still a story because you figure six firefighters got hurt and a person died. But the fact that Trump lobbied against having to put sprinklers in those buildings, that's a big deal. Shows you how much morality he has. Yeah, yeah. You figure, you remember, I mean, this is going back in history, the Triangle, what was it, the Triangle Cert Waste Factory fire, if I pronounced that right? Uh, over 100 people died in that fire. A lot of them were, were teenage girls, you know, because back when they didn't have labor laws. I think the youngest person that died in that fire was 12 years old. The reason why so many people died is because uh, the company used to block the exits because they didn't want people taking unauthorized breaks. So now, because of that, you are not allowed to block exit doors anymore. So those exit doors, I think, uh, I think nowadays they're one way. So you can't open them from the outside, but you can open them from the inside. So you push the bar, and then you can get out in case there's a fire. But it locks from the outside so unauthorized people can't get in. So you're not allowed to block those doors anymore because of that fire. And, yeah, it would have still been a tragedy, but everybody wouldn't have died like that if they didn't block the exits. So a lot of these regulations are born from tragedy. You know, we talked about lawn darts last year, how one guy made it his mission to uh, get lawn darts off the shelf because his daughter was killed by a lawn dart. You know, freak accident. You know, they threw the lawn darts over the house, and the daughter was on the front step playing with her dolls, and one just went right through her head. So the only thing worse than regulations being born from tragedy is you know, these rich cocksuckers trying to kill those regulations because they don't want to pay a little bit of extra money. You know, that's the thing that gets me. So that's why this thing has become kind of a story for Donald Trump. So whether it's going to stay a story, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll, maybe Stormy Daniels will tell, will tell more tales about Donald's nutsack and then it'll come, it will fall out a new cycle. I don't know, you know. So, but it's something to know about the president and his business practices. So when they say, oh, this country needs to be run like a business, well, maybe not like a Trump business. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let, let, Do you let, think let, that politicians, they never really get into the game to be for the people? They really get in the game to find a way to get rich through the lobbyists? Yes, absolutely. You know, there are some, there are some people who are idealists. Like, you know, you figure somebody like Bernie Sanders, you know. Bernie Sanders is not rich. Bernie said, well, not that rich. I mean, he's worth maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's about I thought it. he was a Jew. I thought all Jews were rich. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you watch South Park, you would believe that, that they all have, like, secret gold stashes. <laughs> I do watch South Park, and I do believe that. But you figure somebody like Dianne Feinstein is worth, like, she is worth like $80 million. Her husband, I think, is a billionaire. You know, um, Harry Reid is worth a lot of money. Uh, Daryl Issa, I think, was one of the richest members of Congress. You know, he's not going to run again, but, I mean, he's been in Congress for like more than 20 years. You know. Well, that's the people's fault. You vote, you, you vote or you have apathy and don't vote. That's what happens. Yeah. It's funny how, remember back in the day, 
No, that wasn't at you, man. I'm tired of talking about that about you. I'm just saying in general. Right. Not, you're not the only person who has apathy <laughs> towards voting. I mean, you'd be surprised on how many people I know when I lived in Florida that just threw their hands up after that fiasco when they threw all those counties' votes out that one year. I think it was Gore and Bush. So, yeah, yes. it's not just you, man. You know what I'm saying? It's whole counties well, and states. I, I, I think for me what made it worse is that I always vote. And then, I, and then the one time, and like I said, for me, it wouldn't have mattered because North Carolina, I mean, Trump won that by 170,000 votes. So, I mean, if he won by more like – if he won by like 40, 50 votes, even though my vote wouldn't have mattered, it would have still hurt a lot more if, we, if he lost North Carolina by 50 votes as opposed to 170,000, you know. But, but you're right about the voter apathy. You are lying because our reach, they say our brand, our, our impressions – are 492,000, and as much as you was talking about um, you're not voting or fuck them and da-da-da, I'm going to vote for everybody but Bernie, 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 I'm telling you, it was you. You are the catalyst that <laughs> fucked that shit up in North Carolina. Real talk, my name. <laughs> oh, if I had that much power, I promise I would use it for good. <laughs> you, have, you have my word on it if I ever get that much power. You know? But, um... Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, as far like the voter apathy thing, but to answer your question, a lot of politicians do get in because they see all these other people get rich off of politics. They didn't just come in as rich people and then just maintain, because here's the thing. If you're already rich, why the hell would you want to be a public servant? Oh, to get a job that pays, you know. If you're a congressman, I think they pay like $170,000 a year. So if you're already worth like $40 million, you don't want that 170 grand a year. Fuck that. You want the power and influence and the, the opportunity to make more money. You figure uh, Eric Cantor, right? He was a, a, a state rep. When he lost his election, he was set because all the, all the, the back scratch he did for all these wealthy elites, they gave him a job. He basically, they fly him to other countries to give half-hour speeches. They fly him first class, you know, to go to other countries and eat exotic food and bone exotic women and give a, give a half-hour presentation, then he goes home. And he gets paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. That's his payoff, you know. He doesn't give a shit about the people. They, uh, Saturday Night Live, they cracked on Donald Trump so hard, and they asked, they were just like, look, um, you know, Alec Baldwin is Donald Trump. He was like, look, I don't care about America, okay? This presidency is a four-year cash grab. <laughs> and that's basically what it is, because like I said, he didn't want to be president. He just wanted another season of his shitty-ass show. But he figured, well, now that I am president, I may as well get something out of it. Well, hold on, let me fun. ask you something. Yeah. I ain't, never, I ain't really been on, I ain't really been on Saturday Night Live like that since, like, I don't know, I'm going to say the Chris Rock era, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so it's, it's been a minute. It's been a long-ass minute. Uh, you know, I got really, really white for a minute there. <laughs> um, but um, was, they, was they up on Obama like that, you know, when he was the president? I don't, like I said, I don't know. I don't know because I wasn't really, I wasn't really watching SNL back then. But, I mean, you had some people who cracked on Obama, but it was very light stuff. You know, there's like three shows out now where they rag on Trump. One is like, a, what, is, what is it called, My Cartoon President. There's another guy who does one called The, the President Show. You know, so, you know, they, they rag on Trump really hard, but he deserves it. Because, I mean, Trump was a scumbag from the day he was born. 
It wasn't like he just became one when he became president, you know. But, I mean, it's it's rough. But, I mean, and we're all not going to make it through this, <laughs> this presidency. You know, some of us are going to take a cutback. But, you know, we all got to, I guess, and it, it's hard because it's like we all got to stick together. When I hear Trump fans talking you know, at the side of their asses, it's just really hard for me to extend my hand and be like, look, we're in this together when they're, you know, when you know they're going to be like, yeah, I'm with you, and then they're going to go vote for Trump again. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens. Put it like this. If Hillary ran against Trump right now today, if they had the election tomorrow, Hillary would still lose. <laughs> And I'm not making that up. You know, that's how unpopular she was. You know, because, I mean, she had name brand recognition, but she didn't really have popularity. So people knew who she was. But the more they heard her speak, the Let less Let me tell you the name her. of the game. The name of the game is all about the slogan. I don't care what you say. If you think I'm lying, I'm not. Because <laughs> I promise you, it's that name, it's that slogan. People buy into rhetoric. They buy into rhyme scheme. They buy into slogans. She didn't have one. She had one. It was just terrible. Stronger what together. What was it? Stronger together. I, um, I never heard it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so whack. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were not wrong. It was whack. It was just kind of... Her should have been... Her should have been something to counteract his shit. He said, make America great again. And she says, let's make America... She has been straightforward. Let's make America great or something. Because it was never great again. At least not for us. Yeah. The, the problem with Hillary Clinton is that Hillary Clinton was just very... Very gay? No. <laughs> she was just very... She was very self-serving, you know. She didn't want to become president to help people. She wanted to become president because she felt it was like manifest. She wanted to be the first woman ever. I stayed with this cheating, cheating bastard for all these years. And he said he's <laughs> his kid, but he don't know it. And um, <clears throat> and and I got an STI from him multiple times from all the nasty ass hookers he was effing with. Oh, I'm gonna get something out of this. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Will Clinton. <laughs> but you figure it like this, you know, Bernie would have won. And I'm and I know hindsight is always twenty twenty. The only people who knew Bernie Sanders before he started the election were people who who like me, who if I'm flipping channels and I see C SPAN I may stay on it for like ten minutes and then I'll Man, see Bernie Sanders. Man, Bernie looked like the damn trip keeper. I would not have voted for his ass. He's ugly. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's effective. I mean, you figure Bernie Sanders is going to Kentucky and, and West Virginia, ooh, and, and, and have people on his side. Two, two states I give a fuck about, really. <laughs> but the thing is, the problem. The, the thing is, when you have a progressive message, it resonates with everybody. Republicans, okay. Democrats, okay. even even libertarians can kind of get with a a, a, a progressive. You think, you think Hillary regrets cheating him out of his his manifesto? Yeah, absolutely. Because Donald Trump is president, so of course she uh, she regrets it. Because you it's figure, I, I I look at it like this: Hillary Clinton is basically I don't even know his name. I don't even bother looking him up. 
Hillary Clinton is basically the guy who lost to Marion Barry after Marion Barry was smoking crack. Oh, you know, oh. She, <laughs> she, she lost to the worst candidate in the history of America. Oh man, you went there. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's some shit. Though. I know that motherfucker wanted to commit suicide. This motherfucker's so guy. He still beat me. I must be that shittiest mayoral candidate ever. <laughs> I always crack on people for DC about that. Marion Barry did like one good thing twenty years ago, and everybody just loved Marion Barry. Like no DC politician ever did anything good ever until Marion Barry showed up. That's right. He smoked crack. I with you. I with the people. I with the people. I smoke crack just like you. <laughs> and fuck and fuck nasty hookers and get my wife an STI. Watch out. <laughs> so, but uh, I I think we're. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? There was. No, I think that's it. I think I I think I covered everything today. And and more than likely we'll talk more about the FBI uh, raiding uh, Cohen's office and to see what they were looking for. I don't know what they were mm-hmm. going to find, but we'll see what what they were looking for. You know, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Uh, we'll talk about that Saturday. And um, Van, do you have uh, do you have Anchor? Are you subscribed? Yes. Okay. So probably Thursday we're probably going to do a, a smaller show. It won't be as long as this. Maybe like fifteen twenty minutes, you know. Okay. We'll, we'll pick we'll pick a topic and we'll talk about it. And we'll, we'll make Thursday the day for that. So I'll, I'll I'll put it on the board. You know, whatever topic we talk about. But Van, do you have uh, do you have any closing do you have any closing statements? You don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mister Blue? What, what you got? I'm gonna go with my same thing. I always go with because it's official. Vote. Don't be afraid to vote. Don't throw away your vote. Get in somebody ear who would think about not to vote. And it's really important that you vote. We're talking about these little elections, these big elections. And even if it's not even voting season, get in your politician's ear and tell them what you're thinking and what's on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Don't support these. Don't support, you know, if you, hear, if you see something you don't like, don't support it. That means pull your money from it. Don't back it. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of and galvanize your people that's upstart that are thinking about getting into politics and consider it for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know I can't do it because of all the murders I did, but if I wasn't a murderer, I would definitely would consider being, you know, a politician or a president or something because I think I could really bring something to the table. Yeah. I, I, I will say this about the murder. It's funny, you know, they take away people's voting rights because they were in prison. You know, mm-hmm. some states will forgive you after you uh, after you finish your parole. They'll give you your, they'll restore your voting rights. But right. there is actually nothing in the Constitution that says that if you commit a felony that you can't run for president. It might be yeah, hard. It might I be an uphill battle. That, I just don't want some of that stuff judged up. I mean, you know, nobody really thinks about it now. Right. But you know, they're gonna start digging once you become president. That's what. What can we find on this little nigger? Oh shit! He's a fucking Zadruba <laughs> murderer. Oh shit! I am. Oh, we got him now. Woo-hoo. He is acquitted. How is he acquitted? Oh, shit. It was a jury of 12 white people? What the fuck happened? <laughs> um, I, I, I will say this for my parting words. Always pay attention to, uh, to your local politics. I'll piggyback off what Blue said. Like, for instance, in North Carolina, May 8th is the primary. You know, And the primaries are very important. A lot of people would skip primaries 
but you figure just because uh, two people are in your party doesn't mean that both people are fit to run. So this is your mm-hmm. chance to kind of uh, strain the, the juice from the pulp, as I like to say, you know, mm-hmm. and put a candidate forward that can win, you know. So this is your chance to do that. And like I said, uh, League of Women Voters usually is an excellent resource to research candidates if their information is not available on your local websites. So don't forget, like for North Carolina, like I said, primaries are May 8th, and I think you have a few days left to register to vote. So I'm already registered. I'm ready to go. So, you know, time to time to sign up. You know, time to time to take part in your own democracy. You know, a lot of people got uh, a rude awakening. You know, in this election. And I will say this: if a meteor came down from the sky and split America into three pieces, it still would not be enough damage to match what Donald Trump is going to do to this country if he's if he lasts if he gets a second term. So we can't allow that to happen. So even if I got to work with the, with the stank-ass Joanne uh, Reeds of the world, you know, maybe I might have to do that. And then, uh, then we'll vote them out <laughs> after we get rid of Trump. <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they start pulling that Doug Jones bullshit and siding with Mitch McConnell, you know, Granted, like I said, uh, having Doug Jones be a corporate sellout is better than having a child molester as uh, as a senator. But yeah, he ain't working out, so we have that power to vote him out. Don't forget, your vote is still powerful. So use it correctly, use it wisely. So, and uh, that's all I had. Is that no? well thank you for listening to another episode of politics under the umbrella of the urban breakdown if you haven't already please subscribe to the urban breakdown with hit shows such as politics 360 degrees he said she said black man's perspectives and slow motion sundays with charmaine forte thank you and we out